0: It was from being laid off so many times, Um, like I said, over seven times. And one of the last times when I was laid off, I wasn't able to pay my rent. So I lost the place where I was staying and wound up having to go live in a a hotel um, provided by um, L.A. County, by the county. and. The wonderful thing was I still had the mindset of an entrepreneur because I I tell people to this day, I wasn't really concerned by what kind of hotel or motel or what it was. While some other people might have been concerned about the look or who was in it or, you know, I don't know. I don't even know if it had roaches. I didn't see any. But my concern when I went there was, do you have Wi-Fi? And I had to stay in this hotel for weeks. Um, until I could figure out something. And finally, I was able to get out of that situation when when a friend of mine called and said, you know what, we can't allow you to stay here. And so I went to stay with one of my friends. But the whole time, I was being an entrepreneur. I was being a business consultant. I was building my business. I was hosting radio shows from the motel that I was staying in. So it, it was an incredibly humbling experience, but it was also one of those experiences that built my strength. It's like, if I can go through that, I can go through just about anything.
1: Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keys. Well, today's show with Sharifa Hardy is going to be pretty cool because she has an interesting journey, a journey that for many, you wouldn't be able to overcome. I mean, laid off seven times, nearly homeless, and then building a successful consulting firm after that. So her story's intriguing. Uh, she is uh, kind and gentle in the show, and I'm sure you will be inspired by her resilience as part of that. Now, for those of you that are listening and to the show, we thank you very much for spending your most important ti- commodity, which is time. I say that every time, but we never want to take you for granted. And so as part of that, I just encourage you that you would go on this journey of just doing it. You, every single person listening to Secrets of Success, you matter. It's I, I end the show today with that same comment. And so on the other hand, though, is that taking responsibility for your condition where you're at that is a hundred percent on your plate and on my plate you know as soon as we start getting into blaming for other people then we give away our power and then all of a sudden everybody else is controlling our life and who wants that so a couple of things that are new i mentioned before we have a brand new e course for the personal style indicator go to crgleader.com and then drop down on the products for e-course and the why aren't you more like me so we spend um, a year putting that together it's there. It's going to take you to the next level. When we think about relationships and how important it is in serving others, in influencing others, and the ability to actually play to our strengths, all of that is covered in the 15 modules that we put together in Why Aren't You More Like Me? And you get a complimentary personal style indicator assessment where that's included with it and then we'll talk about factors like credibility, readiness, willingness, et cetera. So again, if you're keen on taking yourself to the next level, or if you've filled, completed the Personal Style Indicator in the past, but you really haven't been through the course and all the background information and brand new definitions of introversion and extroversion, then I encourage that you would consider uh, at least looking at the course. Uh, the landing page there outlines the 15 modules and everything there, and if you do have any questions, The CRG team and staff will respond to you. The other one is from a podcast point of view. uh, Just ask that if you like what we're doing, please share, pass it on, leave a positive review or comment in whatever platform that you are listening to and or subscribe. It seems that all the platforms appreciate when listeners do this and then it helps us with our rankings and our ability to serve and reach others. Thank you again for listening to SOS. But with myself, the, your host, Dr. Keys, and here's our show today with Sharif Hardy. Well, I had the pleasure of meeting today's guest just actually a week ago on her podcast, which is actually a video podcast, and if you want to find out more about that, we'll let you know about that here in a moment. But interesting, our guest today has a she's co-founder of PoweredByPurposeTour.com, which actually is at the heart of the work at CRG in my book, The Quest for Purpose. So welcome to the show, Sharifa Hardy. Welcome, Sharifa.
0: Thank you, Ken. Thank you for having me in a in second opportunity to speak with you. I'm honored. <laughs> well, uh, you're
1: welcome. And as fellow podcast host. You know, we really want to support each other and serve our audience, and I call it the SOS audience, so I just say thank you for everybody who is listening right now. You will not be disappointed with Sharifa, and we'll get into some of the things that you're doing here in a moment, but Sharifa, you're in, in California, but before we get into t- today's expertise or your expertise, where did you grow up? What was sort of your background? So where were you born, and where did you kind of go to school in your younger years?
0: Well, I always tell people I'm a Cali girl. I've been here about all my life. I was born in Washington, D.C., but left when I was two years old, and then I moved to Columbus, Ohio, and I left Columbus, Ohio when I was about um, eight or nine. And so I've been just in California the majority of my life, and I just really enjoyed it.
1: Mm, Awesome. What did your parents do for a living, and what was sort of the dynamics between you and your family?
0: Mm -hmm. It's actually a very interesting question because my parents are as different as different can be. Um, but they're both wonderful people, and they made me and my siblings. So it's a mix. But my dad is completely entrepreneur. Uh, my dad owns his own plumbing handyman HVAC service, and I've never seen my dad work uh, nine to five in my entire life, whereas my where, mother, where,
1: she – So where is his business? Is it still – where was his business?
0: His business is—he's still operating right here in Southern California.
1: Okay, great.
0: Sorry, and your mom? Mm-hmm. And my mom, she's corporate America. She's she works for, um, she does the marketing for, the, uh, basically a health plan here in California. And before she's been there for about five or six years. And before that, she worked for a hospital for about twenty years. So my mom is completely corporate. My dad's completely entrepreneur. So I can see the benefits, the pros and cons from each side.
1: So what did you learn from each of them that you've now taken into this part of your life?
0: From my dad, I learned a lot about being an entrepreneur. One of the things that my dad really instilled in me is that sometimes people complain about the cost of something versus the time it takes to do it. You know, and being a plumber, you know, people, my dad will go out do a plumbing job, and, you know, he's there for five minutes, and he hands the person his bill, you know, and it's $150. And the person's like, oh, my gosh, you charged me $150 for five minutes? And my dad's like, but you didn't want to stick your hand in that toilet and get it
1: unstopped.
0: So my bill is $150. So that's one of the things I learned is that it's not about the time it takes to do something. It's about the experience. My dad has years of experience and know-how in order to be able to go to the problem quickly, you know. So like myself, I can pinpoint, I can look, you know, I'm, I'm a business consultant. My main business is as Sharifa Consulting where I do the video interviews and just consulting with business owners as well as my PR company, In the News PR. So after being online, building my first website in 1994, I have 25 years of experience. I'm not just trying to figure it out. So I can usually give most people the answer to their problem in about five minutes, but that doesn't mean that they're just going to be billed for that time. It, it, the bill in the invoice includes the years of years and experience that I have. Um, mm. My mother, on the, on the other hand, she taught me more about stick-to-itiveness. You know, my, my mother goes and works you just – she is one of the most dedicated people that I know. You know, she she doesn't – she's not an entrepreneur in that a lot of times entrepreneurs, they, they want more money. They want more, you know, responsibility. They want more than just um, a job per se. My mom loves to help people through – you know, she's in the medical industry, and she just taught me that commitment to others and to commitment to a company.
1: Mm, so loyalty – is one of her core values.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And, you know, there's a place for all of us, as you know, we we teach personality and personality styles or personal styles and that, you know, each of us have a unique contribution to make. So when mm-hmm. you were growing up in high school, now you're in California, uh, what happened in those years? How did you do in high school and then where did you go after that?
0: Well, it, it's kind of a funny story because... The majority of my friends now, even years later, you know, I'm in my early 40s, are my high school friends. My close friends are my high school friends, but I went to a magnet high school. I went to Downtown Business Magnet High School, and so it was a small, very small school. We didn't even have a football team. We were grateful to have a basketball team and some cheerleaders, um, so we didn't – It was there wasn't thousands or hundreds of students. It was just a small core group. But later, looking back, one of the things that we realized is that we were learning business and economics and statistics at a much younger rate than the majority of the world because our school was focused on business. And now when I look around, you know, my core friends, they're CEOs, they're leaders of companies that, you know, one of my friends has his own tequila business and he has his own plant for for the tequila. So we learned about business when we were in our early teens.
1: Well, congratulations on that. So after high school, did you go to college?
0: Oh, yes. I went to, co- uh, to college to be an accountant uh, initially, and then as- I didn't finish college, no. I'm more of an entrepreneur. I just focused on learning um, and just experience, working. I was laid off over seven times, raising two children. So at some point, my education did take a backseat. But because of the education that I garnered over the years, it just, you know, it never, and I'm not suggesting that people don't get a college education, but it, was, it wasn't something that ever stood in my way. Mm.
1: Well, thank you for that. Now, in your bio, Sharifa, you talk about, you know, your success in life now and your, you know, your first book, you know, from Laid Off to mm-hmm. Loving Life. You talk about being homeless and now one of the top consultants in the country. Uh, Tell us that journey.
0: It was from being laid off so many times. Um, Like I said, over seven times. And one of the last times when I was laid off, I wasn't able to pay my rent. So I lost the place where I was staying and wound up having to go live in a a hotel um, provided by um, L.A. County, by the county. And the wonderful thing was I still had the mindset of an entrepreneur because I I tell people to this day I wasn't really concerned by what kind of hotel or motel or what it was, while some other people might have been concerned about the look or who was in it or, you know, I don't know. I don't even know if it had roaches. I didn't see any. But my concern when I went there was do you have Wi-Fi? And I had to stay in this hotel for weeks until um, so I could figure out something, and finally I was able to get out of that situation when one a friend of mine called and said, you know what, we can't allow you to stay here. And so I went to stay with one of my friends, but the whole time I was being an entrepreneur, I was being a business consultant, I was building my business, I was hosting radio shows from the motel that I was staying in. So it, it was an incredibly humbling experience, but it was also – one of those experiences that built my strength. It's like if I can go through that, I can go through just about anything. And then I began consulting with other business owners, met one business in particular in 2013, and it was a television network. And so I worked for three years without a paycheck for that television network we wrote the business plan. I built the website, did the social media marketing. We, we planned for three years. So in three years, while I wasn't receiving a paycheck there, I was an Uber driver. And so that's part of the interesting start, Um, you know, my story as well, is that I'm an Uber driver while I'm building a television network. 2016, we took the company public. We raised between 6 and $7 million for that network. I left that company in March of 2018 and launched my own TV network along with my own PR company and went back to interviewing business owners. And so it was, you know, incredible turnaround from not having anything. But I'm one of those people that firmly believes when you don't have anything and you've hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go, and that's up.
1: Mm. <clears throat> well, many people, um, and thank you for that story, many people would not have survived or would have been negatively affected by that situation. So what were some of the characteristics or traits you were embracing that the listeners could embrace as well to take them through challenging times? What was the mindset? What was Where did you have this resilience or how did you even develop that to keep going in amongst these circumstances that many other people would have just sort of rolled
0: over? That's people that's like the number one question that people ask me, Ken. And I'm gonna answer it again. But the thing is when when you say most people would have rolled over, let's literally look at that. Like if I would just lay down and roll over what What would happen? Nothing. I would have just rolled over. and At some point, I would have still had to get up and keep going, you know, because I always tell people when they're like, how did you do it? How did you make it through? And I'm like, what were my options? What were my choices? There wasn't anybody coming to me like, here, would you like a million dollars? And I was like, no, let me just go through this. No, there was no, there was no, nothing else for me to do. You know, mm. so I had to keep going. But the, the main thing is, um, all jokes aside or in, in fairness is that I'm a very spiritual person. I believe in God with all my heart and I would always he would I would always have this knowingness that there was something mm. stronger and something better and I would always as I was going through this process, I would just simply say, Okay, God, I know you didn't bring me this far only to bring me this far. Mm. You know. That, that's, the, that's really that one thing alone was the one thing that really kept me sane through everything because it's like I didn't go through it. I didn't lose. I mean, because I lost everything. Hear me when I say I lost everything. I lost, when I lost my apartment, I had everything I owned, took everything I owned and put it in, in the vehicle, in my car, in the trunk of my car, and pretty soon the people came and repossessed my car. And when they repossessed my car, I still remember to this day it was a Wednesday, and I called them and I said, okay, I understand you repossessed my car, but all my clothes are in my car. And they said the next available appointment is next Thursday. And so I said, I I understand that, but I need my clothes. And they said, well, you can only come by appointment only, and the next available appointment is next Thursday. So I said, okay, well, if I'm going to have to go for a whole week, without clothes, then y'all just keep those clothes, and I just go shopping, and that's what I did. I mean, it's not like I had a lot of money, but I had to (laughs) buy some clothes. I had to do something. So the one thing that I've learned is to let go, you know, just let go, and everything that I've let go of has been replaced. Even that car um, I had that was repossessed, it turned out that Santander was hit with a class action lawsuit for illegally re- repossessing cars. And so they had to remove it from my credit report, re- delete the whole debt, and I went and bought me, uh well, not bought, leased a brand-new car with about 36 miles on it. So I just kept going and just kept going and just kept going and trusting that eventually, you know, that period of my life would be over, and, and it has. I'm mm. so blessed to this day.
1: Awesome. Now, where, where did the kids fit in in this whole picture? Was that, was that after that?
0: Yes, my children are 22 and 25. So over the years, I first started getting laid off 2001. But by the time, the worst of it, which was probably about two to 2013, my kids were, you know, my daughter lives in St. Louis. My son lives at 17. Was, I just let him stay with his dad, and it was just me. Mm, at that mm. point.
1: Wow. And now, uh, what were some other support strategies that the listeners could embrace, Sharifa, that you had in place to kind of take you through this journey? So, you know, spiritual anchoring, thats that was foundational. Did you have uh, friends that were encouraging to you or other? what were some other things that you put in place to go to the next level or and get out okay. of this hole?
0: Well, the friends were definitely... Um, important. I mean, my support group is, I can say, immeasurable. It is, I mean, I, I wouldn't have been here today without some of the people who helped me. But aside from that, understand that I went through it because I knew that it was something more that I was supposed to be doing. I mean, because at any point in time, I could have just went and been a receptionist somewhere. I could have Answer some phones or got a day job and, you know, keep that in mind. But I wanted to build a company. I wanted to help people. I wanted to be self-employed. And so I wasn't happy because I knew and I understood that going to work for someone else was going to take a minimum of 50 hours a week of my time. And the thing that I learned more than anything else is that time is very precious, You know, it's the one thing that you cannot get back. You lose money, next day you may gain more than you lost, but you cannot get time back. And so I was determined, 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 come hella high water, I was not going to go and look for a job. So I would Uber drive when I, you know, finally realized that, oh, I could be an Uber driver, but I could Uber on my own schedule. And so hmm. that was the most thing is that I knew I wanted, to, I wanted to start my own business. I wanted to employ other people. I wanted to help other people. And I knew that I, I would be no good to anybody just going and get, sitting at a desk, hello, thank you for um, calling. Would you like to speak to Ken? That, that's not going to help anybody except for hmm. Ken. Yeah.
1: Well, of course, with your passion that you have for entrepreneurship, that was a direction for you. So let's skip to today Sharifa, congratulations on, you know, having a story that can inspire others, encourage others. When you start working with and are working with your entrepreneurs as a consultant, what are you discovering? Some of the reasons that they are not being successful, but also some of the reasons that they are. So, in other words, you know, sh- give us a window into some of your calls and insights. That you're having when you are consulting with other individuals to help them go to the next level, what are you discovering?
0: Well, the one thing that I discovered a long time ago is that most people do not understand the 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 concept of asking for the sale. That's the number one reason where or why people are aren't as successful as they should be. You know, whether it's on their website, there's no call to action or People say, "Oh well, you know what? I'm on social media, and nobody buys anything from me. I look at their social media, not one single post. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like people want customers, clients referrals, whatever you want to call it, to come through them to come to them through osmosis, and it doesn't work that way. You have to ask for the sale. You don't have to be all business business, business business, and sometimes even though I haven't had that feedback, I, I wonder if some people see me as all business because everything I post for the majority of the time is about something I'm doing, my my PR company, my video interviews. Every time I interview someone, I post that on, on my social media, my Facebook page. My fan, my Facebook fan page has about 11,000 um, followers of businesses and entrepreneurs. I, I love talking about business. That's my passion. But – sometimes I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should, you know, have a little bit more fun. But for me, making money is fun. That's how I have fun. That's how I enjoy my yeah, life.
1: In, in your own defense, you also like connecting with other people um, and enjoying doing your interviews because I was on your show. So, um, so I will say that you also enjoy helping and serving people. The money is part of mm-hmm. that process. So let me just back up for a second. What do you think is contributing to people not asking for the order. And by the way, SOS listeners, this applies to everything, not just entrepreneurs, but if you work for somebody and you're not asking for a raise, or if you're working for somebody and you're not um, asking for the promotion, uh, if you're working for somebody and you're not willing to apply for another job, that's sort of an ask. What, what yeah. in your experience then, Sharifa, is, is hindering people from from actually doing a basic Uh, asking for uh, something or other?
0: Well, I can answer you as far as consulting, as far as business. One of the things is people may have asked for the sale. They may have posted about their business. But that may have been three weeks ago or three months ago or three years ago. And since then, they have new friends. And so sometimes we don't realize that the business or the product or service can be Posted again. We also mm-hmm. assume that people, if you're my friend, oh, I'm your friend, Ken. Oh, okay, well, that means Ken knows what I do because he's my friend. And it doesn't work that way. It doesn't come through osmosis. Now, again, seriously, you don't want to post on social media, especially, you know, only about your business. The rule of thumb is that you make two personal posts and then one business post. Or, if, you know, if you make four personal posts, then you throw in a business post. Which is never less than too personal for every business post. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to make people you don't want to make people feel as if you're just all salesy. Because I don't like I, I unfriend people who just have a lot of, you know, buy this shoe, do this, do that and, and I don't even know who they are. Relationships are what actually make sales. Because people like to know the business owner. They like to know the person behind the, the the business, which is one of the reasons I started doing my interviews, my radio interviews in 2009, is because people would always ask Sharifa. And they would say, Sharifa, do you know anybody who, who um, does this? Do you know anybody who does that? And I can't give somebody a referral unless I truly know that person. I know what kind of person they are. I know what kind of business they operate. And so I don't like to just, you know, I could just send somebody to a website URL or have them Google it, but I like to know the person behind the person. So that's why I always recommend let people know what you do. Let, you know, share your posts. And I have been told so many times how many people I've inspired because I'm always posting about business and entrepreneurship. I have a new book that's out right now. It comes out this week, actually. Um, signs you might be an entrepreneur. How how um, to, how to become the entrepreneur? How to bring out the entrepreneur in you? So I'm gonna say that again because I uh, messed that up. But signs you might be an entrepreneur entrepreneur how to bring out the entrepreneur in you. But sometimes we don't know what it is to be an entrepreneur because we don't share that information with other people.
1: Mm-hmm. So let me go back and and ask maybe a more basic question. And thanks, Sharifa, for, for that. Is There's these individuals who expect osmosis, but they don't ask, period, not even the frequency.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think is hindering Them asking, maybe they do they not know or are they have some fear of some sort?
0: I think the number one reason is that people assume that they know. I think that's the thing, you know what I mean? People assume that a person knows and they don't want to seem like they're selling. People don't want to sell people anything. It's one of the main reasons that MLMs people shy away from MLMs, but MLMs are multi million dollar, multi billion dollar, if not multi trillion dollar industries. But the whole basis of an MLM is what do you do? You create a list of 10 of your friends, and you call them. You haven't seen little Johnny since the third grade, but he's your friend on Facebook. Little Johnny just happens to have his phone number on his Facebook account. So you call him, and you say, hey, John, I haven't seen you in a long time. I just want to catch up. And he's like, hey, cool. You know, we're Facebook friends, we haven't talked. What's going on? And he's like, you know, I want to tell you about this great new product. And all of a sudden, John knows that the only reason you actually called him was to sell him on some product, and now he no longer wants to talk to you, and he might have unfriended you. And so I don't recommend doing that, but I recommend at least if you're emailing somebody and this and you're emailing your friend, at least have your signature in the email that shows what kind of business that you do because people take at least eight times before they realize or they equate your business with your name. Eight times. They have to see it at least eight times, marketing eight times before they place you with your business. So if you just send them an email once and they're like, okay, this person works at the bank. Now they may need a loan or they may need something, but there's nothing that's going to trigger it in their mind that you may be able to help them. But Mm -hmm. if you email it, if you talk to them, if you have, you know, or ongoing conversation with them, at some point they will make the connection between you and the bank. And so anytime they think of a bank, car loan, auto loan, opening a new account, they will associate you with the bank. Mm.
1: Mm. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Now, Sharif, we have about,
1: I don't know, five, eight minutes left. And so first of all, um, we've alluded to a couple of times your contact and your website is Ask Sharifa. Now, we have to spell that for some people. It's Ask, dot hcom correct? Mm-hmm. And then you're on correct. Facebook, which is correct. Facebook.com, and it's slash uh, I like Sharifa.
0: <laughs> so there mm-hmm. you
1: go. That's a nice URL. Okay. So as soon as they click on that one there. Any other contact uh, websites you want to direct the audience to?
0: I mean, ask Sharifa is fine, but as far as contact, I always tell people just let's talk. I love to talk. Call and ask Sharifa whatever your business questions are. Five six two eight two two zero nine six five. You know, again, being online since March, excuse me, to since nineteen ninety four. Been online since nineteen ninety four. You're holding I that as a badge of
1: honor, aren't you?
0: It it it, it <laughs> is twenty five years. I, I was I had a website where most people didn't even have a computer in their homes. You know what I mean, yeah. I've been through a lot of different stages through a o l through when gmail was invite only. It's been a lot of different changes. I remember when a lot of free um charge sites that are charging now were free i mean p r web was free, so many different sites were free, and now it's like, okay, you gotta pay for these websites so five six two. Eight two two zero nine six five. because I not only help people to make money online, I help them to save money online because I can consult on a lot of different areas of course, and then
1: we'll make sure that your website's in the show notes if somebody's listening and you're driving and you can't take any of this down, we'll make sure that's there or you can just uh, press rewind or uh, advance rewind is kind of our old cassette dates, right? where you go back and you can listen to this component again. Now, Sharifa, before we end, I do want to spend a few minutes just on, you know, right now in your life, in your business, with your maturity in wisdom, what are the characteristics, traits, or qualities that you embrace beyond your spirituality that is important to you in success in life? What would you, what could the listeners Capture from you as suggestions or advice, sage wisdom, if you may, that you guide your life by now that we haven't talked about up to this point.
0: I would say the the main thing is if you want to be successful in business, be solution oriented successful businesses find solutions to the problem. So successful businesses find solutions to problems that businesses didn't even know they had. So you have to be solution-oriented in order to be successful. If you're just satisfied with the status quo, then that's more of an employee mindset. So I just always tell people, just find solutions. That's what every new business is about, is finding a solution.
1: Now, when we think about you and your personal character to be successful in business, what are some other traits that you hold close to your heart that you are important in how you want to conduct yourself?
0: Well, I'm authentic. That's Sharifa in Arabic means honest or of honor. And I always tell people, even though I'm called as Sharifa, sometimes you don't want to ask Sharifa because I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth as I know it. And so that's why people contact me because they have so many people online, offline, marketing, PR business. Oh, you need this. You you need that. I've had people who've been told they need to spend $700 if not more per month for website hosting. They ask Sharifa and I'm like, okay, well, you can go to GoDaddy and get it for $5. The same exact thing. Hosting, bandwidth, it, it's one of the most um, vague areas that most people don't understand. So a lot of people mm-hmm. just come to me to ask. So I just I'm honest. I can tell you I'm not here to just make a sale. I'm here to help. I'm here to help people. So that's what I really pride myself on is the amount of people that I have helped, the amount of people that I will help, and just be of a service.
1: Mm. So when you're thinking about it, authenticity and just being real, you know, when we think about the marketplace, that's one of the things that you uh, embrace. So, again, well, AskSharifa.com. So what would be your closing statement or comment for our show today, Sharifa? What would you like to leave as your last message and encouragement to the listeners?
0: I would just like to say, keep going. Don't quit. My philosophy really is the Nike, just do it. As long as you keep going, you'll find doors will will open. And you know when you quit that's when there's no hope but just keep going keep walking keep knocking on those doors asking for the sale asking you shall receive knocking the door shall open that's what scripture says that's why i always tell people just keep going
1: just keep going well sharifa thank you for saving uh, or saving sharing your energy and your insights with us today
0: thank you for having me it was a pleasure
1: well, uh, SOS listeners, Sharifa really came from, for many of us, would be pretty hard times. And yet, think about her attitude today. It's positive, it's looking forward, and she is encouraging other individuals. Now, even if you don't own your own business, all these principles apply of not quitting, staying focused, staying optimistic, and not letting the circumstances get you down. Because on the other side, if you do, then, as she said, what would you do four from four months from now if you let it keep you down? You haven't moved anywhere. So, as we always ask in a very uh, nice, kind way, is that if you like what we're doing, please share, pass it on, post a positive review, and whatever platform you're listening to, subscribe. All of these contribute to us being able to share the message to make a greater difference in the marketplace. And my encouragement is that every single person listening to the show matters you have a purpose so take the responsibility to look for it own it and like Sharifa, just just do it just do it thank you for listening to the secrets of success i'm your host dr ken keys